0: called lima heights adjacent let me break it down for you
1: and oh, my growing feminism will cut you in half like a righteous blade of equality also angels we make a culture
0: don't they uh, get together in the end
1: did you know that dolphins are just gay sharks being a part of something special makes you
0: special right this show's got to go all over the place or something
2: plot twist lima doesn't have a zoo why do you think it did silence children silence i'm about to go all lima heights Welcome back to Lima Heights Adjacent, the weekly Glee podcast from the wrong side of the tracks. Every week we recap the most recent episode of Glee and the movie insights of fans just like you. As always, I'm Axe. And I'm Ryan. And tonight we're joined by Sam and hopefully later Dakota to discuss We Built This Glee Club. Hi, Sam.
1: Hi, I'm Sam and I'm Butterscotch Craze on Tumblr. Hopefully Dakota will find us
2: later. I'm having trouble splicing him in, but we'll get him on as soon as we can. Um, but don't forget, if you'd like to continue the conversation after the show, you can find us on Tumblr or just email limaheightsadjacentpodcast at gmail.com. So we built this Glee Club on journey, rock and roll. What? Which one? Sticks, I guess. We built this Glee Club on sticks. We d- oh. <laughs> should, should have built it out the of bricks.
3: Sticks are wait, cause sticks are like a building tool, like with wood. Well, I guess, I it's,
2: guess. it's yeah, the, the band. Yeah. Because yeah, it's the song. Yeah. Oh, it works on multiple levels there with the funny <laughs> With <Well, can laughs> <just>, the strange people.
1: <laughs> I can I just say I thought it was really funny that they did um Come Sail Away when that's like the kind of the second song that they've done this season that the Bubs did on the sing off when they were on it.
2: Also, wasn't it
1: one that um
2: wasn't that one that Shu like suggested in season one and they like thumbed their noses at it? I Wouldn't feel like that and um what was the one that they did? The one where I'm they made back the comment around. about, how, yeah, how do you get caught between the moon and New York City? They're like a thousand miles apart.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: like, that's the second song I think that they've done that, like, in season one or two, the Glee Club was like, no, we're never doing this song. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> well,
3: that's what happens when you're on for six seasons and you run out of songs, okay?
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's a sign that they've all grown up and are turning into Mr. Schuster. Oh, Ew, no! No. whoa, whoa. Do not,
2: do not wish that on Rachel Berry or Kurt Hummel or Blaine Anderson. Do
3: yeah. you not remember from that Awful Seuss of Elster episode, Kurt swore that they would never turn into that. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Anyways. Wow, mm. I can't
2: believe you remembered that. I tried to block that episode out, I think. Yeah, well, that's tough I, I remember least.
1: it because
3: Kurt doesn't always make me laugh, that one <laughs> did.
2: I, it was know, funny. You know what's funny is um, that I'm getting to the season feels like it's ending really abruptly like Mm -hmm. it i i wonder if it's a case of they originally when they planned out what they wanted to happen this season that they still thought they were doing a full season and so they kind of were like well we want to keep this one and this one and this one and then cram some other shit in it just it keeps the more episodes we're getting the more i feel like that's what happened because remember when i said about the wedding episode felt like really rushed
1: yeah, and I'm, like, not surprised that Blaine getting back into college was a throwaway line, but, like, I feel like even Rachel's plots about, like, going back to New York have been shoved into five minutes of screen time over three episodes, and that's, like, surprising. Yeah. Right. Oh, can I just say I'm really happy Blaine is going to a real college that's a real place. And, and not a scam school. Yeah, it's and a scam unless,
3: school. Unless something like that proves me otherwise in a very loud way, I'm totally assuming he's in their music program for composing and piano. Yeah, sounds um, good. No one can convince me otherwise. Sorry.
1: Well, that, no, I mean, they've got really
2: great programs for the arts there. I mean,
3: that's, you know.
2: There's, like,
1: six different options at NYU that would be right acceptable for him. So I don't need them acceptable. to. Acceptable.
3: <laughs> Our version of acceptable. Like, we approve of your major.
1: Yeah, well, I, I would like them to not clarify, almost, because I need to be able to just, like, choose it and not have Glee ruin it. No, I would like them to clarify with it's anything but teaching. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Good point. Something in the arts that's not teaching the arts. Yes. But see that's so. the thing too is that we even
2: don't really know what Kurt's plan is be I mean like beyond Niada, like is he that's it's true. His ...plan, He hasn't tried out for any Broadway shows to my knowledge. Um no.
3: so I think well, I think that's, he tried out for Funny Girls. Gives he? Me, I guess he and he kinda of pity charred out with Rachel. But that's yeah. the thing that gets me is when everybody wants to talk about how, like, Rachel needs to go back to school and Rachel needs to humble herself and blah, blah, blah. needs to fucking get out there and start auditioning for things. Yeah. But, like, I don't know anybody who would put off auditioning for stuff just because they really enjoy fencing class.
1: Oh, like, yeah. I'm so glad that Jesse was, like, your mistake was not dropping out of school. It was taking that stupid girl. show. Right. Yeah. Like, and I felt like
2: they wrote Jesse is very much like, you know, how you're we dealing with Sue being like the Klain fandom. Um, I felt very much like Jesse was like the people, but like a lot of us said last season, like, why the hell is she just, is she leaving Broadway to go do this show? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. That's not her dream. Um, and so I, I really liked that. He kind of pointed that out to her is that, you know, you didn't, you just got kind of off course. You know dropping out of school isn't the end of the world but man jumping around like crazy like that might be
1: and i mean i'm still mad that Niata didn't like accommodate her in any way with this like right one of your freshman students or sophomore <laughs> I don't know how old she was yeah. yeah nyu will accommodate blaine when he gets cast in the imaginary les mis revival that him and rachel are going to play marius and Eponine in <laughs> anyways okay yeah totally wonder- good. like if
2: you're any kind of performing arts program it gets treated like an internship or a study away or something. If you need to, like, you can actually get credit for that, and that's exactly what Kurt is doing. He's like, you're awesome. getting credit for it. So why couldn't Rachel have been Fanny Bryce and gotten credit for that?
1: And look, and after, if after, at some point, she's like, look, I don't see any point in going back to school. The whatever the hell Carmen is, shouldn't have been mad at her. She should have been like, I understand. Take this opportunity.
3: Our doors are open if you ever want to come back.
1: Yeah, like it's so like I don't I had just was so irritated with that entire thing, and this her going back to school just made me irritated again.
2: Does Does Ryan Murphy have a college degree? It makes me think he doesn't because, like, there's the heightened like faux reality of Glee, and then there's just the insanity of he doesn't understand how college works. Like, yeah, because most schools, even if you get kicked out for academic reasons or you decide to take a semester off, it's always like, hey, if you've got the money and you want to reapply, we'll let you back in. Yeah, they're not, exactly. They're, they're not one to be like, no, you can never come back. And so especially a performing arts school, you get a job in the performing arts, a leading role on Broadway, the height of what it is that you want to do, and they're not going to accommodate that in any way. Yeah. Like they require you to continue taking classes or, you know, like I understand that it was like probably mid semester, but still. Still, they will uh, let you defer. Yeah. Brian Murphy did go to college. He went to the Indiana University of Bloomington. Okay. Well, apparently they don't know what the hell they're doing in Indiana. No, but, I don't know. I just I just know that maybe it's because I've worked in higher education that I know that that's the case, you know. And as a yeah. teacher, I would say to someone, you know, if a student came to me and said, Hey, I got this really great internship, you know, um, I'm thinking of taking like a year off or whatever, so I can go do this, I'd be like,
1: sure, do it, go for exactly. it. You can come back. How much? I'm trying to think what who in the Glee cast actually has a. I think like Jenna and Darren, and I think um, Melissa, who played Marley, does. I don't know who else does though. Um,
3: I know I know Cord doesn't. Leah, Leah doesn't. Chris, no, obviously.
2: <laughs> and Leah doesn't probably because she she was already on Broadway and knew she wanted to go into showbiz and didn't really you know a college yeah. degree was not like. There's. The people that, in, that I know that are actors and performers that get college degrees very often is because that maybe that's not the primary thing they want to do with their life or they have other interests they want to pursue, you know, there's other reasons that they do it. If you know unequivocally that you're willing to do the work and you want to keep working, you know, as an actor or a musician or something, you will find a way
1: if you're talented, you know, and it's like... Yeah. And like, you know, I'm pretty sure if you asked Darren and we're like, hey, If you'd gotten a big Broadway leading role while you were still at University of Michigan, would you have stayed in school? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he at least would have taken some time off
2: for it. Even Darren has said, I've got a degree in acting. That's no guarantee. That doesn't mean anything. Like, he's like, it's not, you know, it's it's not like it's, especially if you're going to get a degree in something like theater. I mean, come on. It's not like that's a degree that's going to, and I think I said this last week, it's not a degree that's going to like open doors in other careers. You know, like, if you're going to go back and, like, my um, Bialik has, like, a Ph.D. in, like, neuroscience or something, that's a totally different field and something else that she was interested in doing, that makes sense. But going to get a degree in the thing that you're already successful at makes zero sense. Zero.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm just so confused by, like, the entire idea that this is even something that Rachel should be debating. Like, why is this a question? And that she's I mean- going back to Niata. I mean, and the musical sounded really weird, but, like, that was more of a joke, I think, than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just... I'm going to go to
3: the... I'm going to turn down this thing that'll pay me and get me where I want to be to go pay Carmen $40,000 to yell at me. Yeah. Right, so another to, alcoholic dance teacher can,
2: yeah. you know, tell me I'm, my PK turns suck.
1: Bully you.
3: To,
2: to yeah.
1: grind on some scaffolding. <laughs> And to let people that aren't
2: in the class come in and perform, and yet, or the teacher performs more than we actually do any dancing.
1: Yeah. Or we can have awkward relationship fights while hitting each other with sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just like solid education right there. At least that remotely looked like a class. That was a combat class. At least that was
2: like, okay, it looks like they're, it's like the glee version of, of a class, you know? Yeah. Not that we've ever seen any real learning go on on Glee. <laughs> I said, Mr.
1: Shue taught everybody about the bald eagle once. I feel um, like in his yeah. history class. Well, and there was that
2: one time that he sang uh, in Spanish. La Cucaracha. La Cucaracha. Yeah. And um, he changed the words to a little less conversation and totally disgusted
3: Santana. I and know we have to everybody Spanish. about Mary Todd Lincoln, okay, guys? Oh, remember? And,
2: and she, she taught them about sex by grinding up on them. So Glee's got a really great history with education, hence the reason that, you know, Sue's the best educator and and Will got Teacher of the Year twice.
1: Oh, my God. I was, like, really offended by Sue's entire spiel about how she rigged nationals for them and was so happy that Will just kind of, like, clearly was like, this is bullshit because that was one of the first times I, like, actually thought that their performance was genuinely, like, I understand why an actual person who doesn't care about you guys would pick you to win. Because they had like the good singing plus like the random warbler extras dancing <laughs> And it worked I was like I believe that this is the best performance here
3: Yeah Yeah
1: It didn't involve grinding on
2: scaffolding that's for sure
1: oh. <laughs> God, Right, I forgot about that
2: I think the best part of that was in chandelier with Spencer swinging from the chandelier and then um, Myron and Myron doing the dance from the video
1: I think I saw. Oh my gosh! I saw someone on Tumblr who was like, "If this was the only reason to have Myron exist, it was probably worth it." That was really, really perfect. Um, and I wish you know people didn't know no. where that was from. Both I'm of like, you. I'm not surprised people didn't know what it was from. People in the Glee fandom don't know pop culture. <laughs> like, see,
2: I'm <laughs> That's in the why we're still
3: watching
1: this. There's like a. I have like a long. Like this is a big pet peeve of mine, but whatever.
3: Um. I said to Eden last night when I was watching the episode at like one two in the morning, I was like, I feel like now I finally figured out that they only cast Roderick because they wanted somebody to sing take Take Me to Church this season, and they only cast that little kid because they wanted someone to do the chandelier dance. Yeah,
1: I believe it because those Roderick Spencer scenes were some of the worst acting I have ever seen on Glee, and that's saying a lot.
2: <laughs> is that include is that including like some of the
1: like Tina and Mercedes moments that we hated? Okay. Oh yeah. But, like, this was horrifically bad. Like, they just, like, sounded like they were, like, elementary school kids in a play. Like, they just... It was awful. Hey, bro, do you want to go and do bro things? Awesome! Yay! Horrible writing and two people who have absolutely no ability to elevate horrible writing in a way that, like, three or four people in the cast actually can't.
2: And honestly, like, um, I thought that in that scene, it was the... Roderick has not bothered, his acting has not bothered me qu- quite as much as Spencer's has this season, um, and in that particular scene, we're in, the- we're in the hallway, I'm like, God, could you, like, be less <clears throat> believable right now? Yeah. Um. So, good news, Dakota has joined us, hello there. Hi. And you're straight Pride Month on Tumblr, yes? Yes. Hyphens in there? Um. So, yeah, um, we probably should actually talk about the episode some, because we've kind of been talking about... Some of the issues that various plot points raised, but um but maybe you talk about the actual
3: Well I mean i a lot what... <sighs> it was really good to see Jonathan Graw.
1: Yes. Oh man, that entrance. It was perfect, perfect actual callback that like I actually liked and appreciated versus the like awkward ones that have been a part of this season. Like, like the James was...
2: is here to teach you about being Mercedes.
1: I Yeah. Whereas like the rolling in the deep callback I was like Yes, perfect. You two are gonna be amazing together forever doing this.
0: Uh, yeah, and this one I, seemed like way more natural than um the rolling in the deep one. The rolling in the deep one seems so like uh pause. Oh no, it's Jesse. And this one like actually seemed like he was like cutting her off and he was there to perform.
1: I did like how they sang over each other mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. right at the beginning. Yeah, I liked it. I also I'm so conflicted, I, guys. I'm so conflicted. I know. Though. I don't really like Rachel and Sam, so I'm Sam, like,
3: your name is Sam. Right no. <laughs> um.
1: So I'm like, I like recognize that it was kind of bad writing that the fact that she's dating Sam was like not ever mentioned. But I'm also like, whatever. But mm. they
2: haven't like dated in a few episodes either. You know what I mean? Like they like they kissed once and they were going to date. And I mean, let's be fair. This is the way that Sam's relationships are always dealt with.
3: They yeah. really are. Like, it starts off like you... Like, I feel like yeah. this happens to me every time. I get really excited. They sold me on Brittany and Sam, my God. And I get really excited for Sam because I'm like, yes, this one's going to work. And it's not Mercedes. I'm really excited. <laughs> and then it just doesn't get mentioned again
2: no because she left to go to school and then she came back and was suddenly like dating Santana like they don't didn't ever actually break up
3: yeah yeah they broke up at the end of a. they broke up in the middle of all or nothing when Brittany was losing her mind for a second oh
1: but I mean I think it's a common glee problem that was there with everyone except for like Mike and Tina in season two and Finn and Rachel that in the episodes that aren't about them as a couple like you can't really tell like I feel like you could conceivably watch this episode and like not know that Kurt and Blaine were married to each other. You'd be like, "They're married," but like, right? And I think that's like just a common thing on Glee that you like just don't
2: know that people except, are dating, except where they actually looked at each other. I'm not sure that Rachel and Sam actually looked at each other. That's, <laughs> that's true. They so. did
1: smile at each other when they talked yeah. about children.
2: But that's but again, that's that's a, that's an editing thing, and that's but it's also um, the actors. You know, I know that Chris and Darren are very aware of those yeah. interactions. I don't but, think that the other actors put that much into. I think I think Leah and Corey did. I think they yeah. they would put that into their background interactions. And, and
1: I know that someone told um, Jenna and Harry to just always be making out, <laughs> and like that was like an actual direction that they got at one point.
0: Um, at least they the, followed direction.
3: Yeah, everybody knew that couple that did that too. I liked that.
1: But um, I apparently, think apparently like, now it's it's Spencer and Alistair. But they don't, like, actually, like, interact in the background.
3: You know what's funny, though? You guys brought up that Kurt and Blaine looked at each other. Maybe that's how we'd know they were dating. If that was
1: the case, we had
3: just as many, like, meaningful background moments between Blaine Blaine and Sam. I was like, days.
1: are you going to talk about Blaine, Sam, like, grabbing Blaine to him and being like, I love you so much? We're that's... best friends forever.
2: <laughs> or or between uh, Mason and Madison. Or Rachel and Shu. <laughs> Like, but seriously, the twins when they were
1: singing to each other,
3: yeah. I don't they like, have so much chemistry. It's
1: crazy. We're talking about, like, actors being the ones who, like, do that. The the two, like, Billy Lewis Jr. and Laura Dreyfus clearly, like, are bringing they're, at least they're half killing of that, that
0: chemistry, though. I'm so yeah. here for it.
1: Yeah.
3: They are drinking a cup of Folder's coffee every morning on set and going, We can do this. They are.
0: Please.
1: I love it. But it's also an editing not choice. That I mean, Matt Gomer and Darren weren't doing the same thing. Right. It's they <laughs> just only <laughs> had one, one episode of it.
2: It's very intentional the way they edit it together. You know what I mean? Like, when they show two characters look glancing at each other and they're cutting from one to the other, that's an editing choice. Whether yeah. or not the actors were actually looking at each other, we'll never know. Um, because yeah. they could edit together anything. Um, it's like they do on reality shows where they show reactions that aren't actually reactions to what happened.
1: And they do it in the promos all the time. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, promos, yeah. I'm, you know I'm
3: not going to miss Buckley. Lee, the really, like, deceitful promos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: They can be. They're better than the Mad Men promos. Do you, any of you watch Mad Men? Nope. No. The Mad mm-hmm. Men promos are literally, like, characters, they're like clips of characters saying, like, one word, or, like, one <laughs> sentence. And non-sequiturs, and none of it makes sense. It shows you nothing about what's going to happen. It's just, oh, so that person's in the episode next week. Like
1: that's literally what you get out of it. And I'm like, why even bother? So okay, Mad Men's on again next week. I mean, I definitely at least partially watched the Glee promos for like, all right, let's hear a bit of a song.
3: Right. That's true. So what else happened this episode other
1: than Jesse, who was great? Um. Uh, there was more Sue, but I kind of ignored that.
0: Can we talk <sighs> about the glitter bomb scene? Yes. Oh God, Mason's, Mason's reaction face. was my fave.
1: Yeah, he was, and like, Blaine. spinning around in it. And Blaine knowing that the piano wasn't insured. Like, why do you know that?
0: That's, that was a Blaine thing to know. He would it know was. that.
1: Blaine's like, the Dalton piano was insured. Oh. Yeah, but the school wasn't. Oh. Apparently.
3: <laughs> Just the piano. Just the piano. Like you the
2: piano. The piano back. They didn't the even pian- have a piano. Where was the piano? I never saw a piano at Dalton.
3: I didn't either. I don't but... know. I'm sure, I'm sure Blaine had his book. Election, I'm gonna sure. tell-
2: no, I'm going to tell you how he knew. When Dalton burned down, he started looking yeah. into what in his life was insured. He's yes. like, fuck this. I need to find out what I've got insurance on. Because who would have thought Dalton wasn't insured? That's how yeah. it happened. <laughs> that's I buy it. I buy it. And-, and the writer that did not include that as part of why he knew the piano wasn't was, was insured... Uh, shame on you for not realizing that gem of a moment you had there, that you could have yeah. just totally <laughs> thrown that line in. It would have been hilarious. Well,
1: that would have meant, like, acknowledging that Dalton meant something to Blaine, and they clearly didn't want to do that ever. Or so. even
2: to Kurt, for that matter. Yeah. Dalton can, we talk- Dalton,
3: can we also talk about how, like, they went out of their way to thank Kurt and Rachel and Blaine for putting all their work in the season of the Glee Clubs, and I'm like, fuck you, Mr. Shue, why are you even saying anything? They did everything. Like, I was so salty about I, him acting like he stepped in and helped like win this for the kids
1: yeah i mean i guess he taught well he didn't actually teach them to dance because the warblers like clearly already knew how to dance
2: he did yeah i think it, i think the idea was that he choreographed it and i really did like the scene with him this brought me back to season one shoe when i didn't totally hate him um and the way that he was like teaching them how to dance and it was like what, what was he saying? Like, shooting star. and no, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah, that was really <laughs> funny. Like, that was hilarious. And honestly, if you've ever learned choreography, choreographers give you all kinds of shit like that to remember how to do the dance. Like, yeah, because if you're not a dancer and you don't know the difference between, you know, like, if you don't know, like, ballet terminology, they can't teach you that way. So they teach you with things that make sense to the average person. Like and I would a Twinkle Twinkle Little twinkled
1: I've really enjoyed like the Warblers' new direction scenes, like the little that we've gotten. I think they've been hilarious, and like the when the, one of the Warblers is like, "Shut up, Nickelodeon!" to Myron. Oh,
0: "Shut up, Nickelodeon" was the best, the best oh. insult this season. I think so funny because it was just so accurate.
1: It was great. Uh, I don't
2: remember that. Oh my god, it was perfect. They There's were, like it was when they were telling them that some
1: of them needed to get in the back. It was that scene. And Myron was like, one of them was like, one of the warblers was like, you guys suck. And Myron's like, no, you suck. And one of the warblers' then-sons showed up Nickelodeon. Yeah, take a nap. Aww. I he mean, just take a nap,
2: Nickelodeon. Yes,
1: that's what it was. Even better. Um,
2: because I thought, Ryan, for sure, you would have been all over that scene because um, Jane says the three girls that are left in this glee club are not standing in the back. And I was like, I'm glad they pointed out there are only three girls in the glee club did, for crying out loud. You know what I
3: did like, though? That Jane, did Jane sing at all this episode?
1: No. she. Yeah. She sang on a bit on both um, "Chandelier" and she like, and I think on "Come Sail Away." But like, I don't understand why she didn't have the lead on everything because she is clearly better than everyone else.
3: Yeah, and I say that, and I really like Madison's voice. But my gosh, how can you have that girl's that Jane girl's voice and not want to just that? It it probably
2: came down to although I I don't know. Never mind. I was gonna say it probably came down to wanting to give her a number, but. Glee's never been about like spreading things out or, yeah, you know, know. or Mercedes would have gotten more yeah, stuff. Or...
1: She basically got the Mercedes notes on a couple of the songs. Right. Like they had her yeah. doing that at the end of songs. And I was like, come on. Especially since like she sang a lot in the two episodes before this. I was like, couldn't use her at sectionals?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm actually really happy that they used um Jane. I, I'm happy that they're using Jane like that, but I'm... Rem- really really happy that they use Madison for Chandelier because I think her voice suits it so well because it's such this like new wave pop kind of voice that she has.
3: It is. It is. I, I agree. Like I mean I and I and I'm always here for um um uh, Mason and Madison singing together. Their voices go really well. Yeah. Which, I, which is they intended, but yeah. yeah. And then you know, let's be real roderick who was only cast to see take
1: me to church he did good on that he did he sounded fantastic Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't have any interest in like buying any of these songs because i was kind of like whatever i could listen to the originals and it would be the same but they were really really good
3: that's what happens to me when glee does a lot of songs that are just a little too contemporary yeah i don't really see the point of buying a new one yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i do like a completely different take on it or something
1: that's why my yeah. favorite songs are always Rachel singing Broadway and Blaine singing girl songs because, like, Leah singing Broadway is just always really good. And I love the gender bending any song is always fun, in my opinion. Yes. But I mean, you think
2: about what's been iconic from uh, Glee and what sold and what really people have responded to. And of course, Don't Stop Believing, which is a totally different arrangement of it than we'd ever heard before. Teenage Dream, again, <laughs> gender bent, also different arrangement yeah um you look at that kind of stuff and you see kind of a pattern and i think that on a lot of ways that glee the, the music part of glee kind of got away from them because it became so popular and they started cranking out so many more and you know what i'm saying like yeah if you look at those early episodes there weren't quite as many songs in some of those and so i think it made it easier from a, from producing them to be able to come up with and of course, the pilot they had forever to work on, too. So, of course, they're going to have an amazing arrangement for their first song, you know. Um, and then, of course, the Bubs did all the warbler stuff. So
1: Yep. Because <laughs> they cannot arrange acapella. I'm very glad they didn't even try to make any of these songs acapella. I was like, it's just better for it because you guys will have to. The acapella songs this season haven't even been acapella. And then the ones when it was like Sebastian and Hunter were awful.
3: Oh sweet Jesus! Well, whistle was funny, but I don't think it was funny in the way they did. <laughs> no, probably not.
0: I do I, sometimes. I, I will admit
3: that. that I have not deleted whistle off my uh, Glee playlist just because every time it comes on, I laugh. Oh, so I, I, it has to be there. It's it's like
2: that post that's on Tumblr talking about. Remember that time that the that a bunch of like um, prep school boys on steroids saying about blowjobs in competition. Yeah, <laughs> like that
1: was. I also was oh, really...
0: Lee has gone some places. <laughs> yeah.
1: I did really like the choreography for all the New Direction songs. I thought they did a good job of like letting the warblers dance around the people who were singing in a way that like didn't look too much like they were literally dancing around them as they sang. Like I thought they meshed it together pretty well. And
0: I did I uh, I liked Come Sail Away, but I didn't I wouldn't really feel Take Me to Church. I thought it was like eh.
1: I mean, I was at the point where I'm like resenting it when people who aren't Darren get solos, yeah. but like that's like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, except for Leah, but like that doesn't count.
3: Leah doesn't, no, Leah and Darren, for me, like if one gets a solo, I'm really happy. If, if the other gets a solo, still really happy. But yeah, anyone else, I'm like, could have gone to one of them.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense since it was a competition episode, but like, I think this late in the game, do we really need to see the other glee clubs perform? Like nope. the, I, the Falconers or whatever. I'm really glad they managed to cut that one down so that we got a glimpse of how ridiculous it was
0: Yeah. So that we <laughs> knew
2: that our, our team deserved to win, but that it's still like, why do we need to, we saw the, almost the entire vocal adrenaline number. Like why? Yes. Why?
1: Because that dude has blackmail information on everyone. <laughs> Apparently, oh, but like I just like think that like this and like the Invitational's episode, they could have had one or two songs from the competition part, and had the rest be like sung by the characters that people like do want to hear sing. Because like I know some people like don't care about the songs, but like for me, I'm like, look, it's the last season. I want more songs from the characters I've cared about for five or six seasons, not from as good as they are, these random new people.
3: Well, oh, that dude from vocal adrenaline. I think at this point he's saying more than Jesse St. James did. Oh, he like, definitely did. I think like, Jesse I mean, yeah. a yeah. like over the, times. over the expanse of Jonathan golf being on Glee for, you know, every, what he's been on every other season, like he's saying more. And that is just a travesty of unexplainable,
1: Uh. yeah it's just I like don't get the song distribution this season I'm very confused by it because I
2: think I still think it had I still think that they had plans for more episodes and when they cut them down it just so happened that that's what we got I just like the major plot points they wanted to hit on happened to be in those episodes that's what I think because the episodes themselves feel that way like feel very disjointed and like why was the wedding so early in the season and now we've had like this string of episodes about the newbies and it really should have been in reverse. Yeah, absolutely. I would have had no problem waiting for that wedding. I mean, I know people were like dying for you know um, them to get back together, but like they didn't. Again, they got back together and got married in one episode, and they, they got back gotten, together and got engaged in one episode. I'm like, they, they could have gotten have to. back
1: together and been together in all of these episodes and yeah. then gotten married,
3: mm-hmm. or you know, talked. This is what I knew was going to happen: is that if they got married, neither of them would never talk again.
1: Oh, I know that the writers are like, oh, well, Kurt and Blaine are married. They don't need anything else ever. Like, as a couple yeah. or as individuals. And it's really blatantly clear that they see it that way. Well, and I was
2: going to say, Blaine has not... I'm upset that Blaine has not had a significant storyline beyond anything related to Kurt this season.
1: Yeah, and the only reason mm-hmm. Kurt has is because he's pumped Rachel up a couple times. Yeah. Like, he's not had anything either. Like their their story this season has literally only been each other and that's a real shame.
3: Yeah. Do you guys ever wonder? Like I remember last season when the season was ending, um, Leah and Cord and Ryan Murphy started hinting about like that they were gonna do a split season and do stuff in LA and all this. Do you ever wonder what the season was supposed to look like? Yes. Yeah. Every every week
2: when I'm watching an episode then I'm going, why is this vocal adrenaline kids singing again? Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, I think that Rachel's show might not have failed, is my, like, vaguest guess. Yeah. So I, I can't even conceive of, like, I can't imagine that, like, Leah, Darren, and Cord would have been that, like, excited as they sounded about stuff if it was, like, if, they, if what they knew was everyone's
2: going back to Ohio. Cord hasn't had more than three lines an episode the entire season. So yeah, that's my guess. And they've
0: all kind of been to Rachel or Sheldon, but <laughs> mostly they've
2: all been Rachel. like they've all been like one-liners, you know. There's not mm-hmm. there's been he's, there's been absolutely no storyline around Sam other than he I think he was the one that eventually ended up recruiting Spencer. Yes, no. Yeah, yeah, it was yes. him.
1: Has anyone sort of. had an individual storyline other than Rachel, Will, and Sue though? Like, has anyone? It's Sheldon. It's just... oh, oh yeah. yeah. That
2: was I mean, I think. Iron,
3: I guess.
2: Yeah. Iron. <laughs> I, I... I think there were some elements of kind of Blaine's thing. It's weird because the thing with Blaine and Kurofsky, like, sort of was about Blaine, but then it was still also about Kurt. So it was just weird. Yeah. Like, but the whole thing about him going back to Dalton and teaching there, like that borderlined on him having a story in that first episode.
1: Yeah, Uh, in the second one he he he
2: had had a voiceover, I guess. Right. And he was and he was like he introduced like Jane and was trying to get her so I'm like he did have that little bit of about him teaching at Dalton, even though it was tied into Kurt, the reason why he came back. But those yeah. first couple episodes was the last time we really heard anything from Blaine.
3: Yeah. I like, also feel bad for the war brothers that joined the New Directions and none of them got to sing. So oh like, They got to sing on got, Rise. Like Huh? They sang on Rise. Yeah, like, were are they just saying like kind of backgroundy things
2: though? No, if you like I watch, watch
1: it like three or so of the warblers have like a solo line on it.
2: Yeah, they even if there was something I saw behind the scenes too where they showed like the lyric breakdown of it. And and pretty much everybody that was on stage during that had at least like a solo line.
1: Yeah. I mean and I get not giving them lines at the competition. I mean and I would have wanted theoretically for there to be an a cappella number, but like tech really I wouldn't want an acapella arranged number from the Glee yeah, I Glee. get that. But like I get that. I just kind of expected it to be like um
3: the trouble tones where they would have gotten their own song. Yeah.
2: But yeah. you know, it's, it's it's like even like Glee's strength with competition numbers for me has always been when they do group numbers. Like, you know, it's great to hear the really epic solos like when Rachel did Don't Rain on My Parade like was epic. Um, but I think that their strength has always been their big group numbers. And so for them to do Basically, like mini ensembles within it. Um, it it's not to me; those aren't as strong as competition numbers. Like if you look at when they won nationals and they did Paradise by the Dashboard Light, like everybody had a few lines in that. You know? Also, Rachel's solo though. Yes, <laughs> but they combined the two. You know what I mean? Like I like it when they had that balance. This yeah. was just like let's listen to Roderick sing and then we'll listen to Madison sing, and you know, like it just.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would have. I would have liked like theoretically I would have liked like a Jane solo to like an acapella number but or something that really featured
2: her voice yeah
1: yeah I just would have liked there to be more with her and Blaine and the warblers but that's like that was clearly not going to happen
3: but Jane doing a group number with the warblers would have been a great conclusion to that story that they never finished
1: right and story- they, yeah
2: and it could have been like yeah. one line like you know we'd like to do blah 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 with Jane because you know but yeah. just again they had the it's in there is no excuse for sloppy writing which is what i think happened because there's a way to work that stuff in and make it really minimal and and it's make more sense and have some closure on some of these storylines like yes. it makes me really worried for the finale because closure is not something that Ryan Murphy does well
1: what what i'm expecting from the finale is we see Rachel Getting all her dreams come true or whatever And then everyone else is vaguely And not specifically happy That's what I expect Yeah,
0: I think that he's just Going to pull an American Horror Story And end just killing all the characters Except for like three (laughs) and they'll get amazing (laughs) happy endings
2: You know what's funny Dakota As my husband and I were talking about that very thing I'm like look as long as it's not as awful As the season finale of Freak Show was
0: I'm really fine with
2: it Like that was the most That season was like was not at all creepy or scary beyond like the third episode and then just kind of like petered out to like a like a dizzle and it was like frozen solid by the time the finale came around. Like it was yeah horrible. that's what
0: scares me about like the end of glee because it's like this show has been in my life for like ever and it's had such good storylines that i don't want it to just like be all this build up for like the end just like and that was glee bye
3: well, as someone that watched Nip Tuck, I'm going to tell you both to be prepared. Right. Well, no, I watched
2: Nip Tuck, too. I'm like, I, I think Ryan
1: Murphy does not have a good track record with ending
2: things. To and be
1: fair, I don't think Ryan Murphy's had anything to do with this season.
2: Well, he did with the finale, because his name yeah. is on yeah. it. Um,
1: yeah. The finale's it, though. So I don't think he had anything to do with the rest of it. But.
2: Well, obviously, he's busy working on Scream Queens, um, <laughs> which, again, is another thing that he does. Um, I totally
0: forgot that existed.
2: Yeah. But, like, Dakota, you had to have been, like, a baby. Like, a little guy when you started watching Glee.
0: Well, let me tell you. Um, I was in middle school when it started.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm not the youngest person on the podcast for once.
0: No, no, no. no? That's that's me whenever I'm on. um, But, yeah, I was in middle school. This show helped me come out. <laughs> the show taught me about other things. So... It's kind of a big part of my life. People still question why I still watch it, but that's why. So,
1: I just Did tell the them it's for Darren Chris, and can... they get it. Did
0: the yeah, show teach too.
1: Dakota
3: that you can't get people pregnant in a hot tub?
0: I I, I could have like... just guessed that. Really, I was but... say
2: it, it. probably taught him that since he's not really into girls. Am I correct? Is that? But no, I'm just not, saying, not like really, the real party, But yeah, yeah. So that he can't really get anybody pregnant anyway, unless he. Happens to trip and fall into their vagina. Excuse you, if a bunch of people
3: are sitting in a hot tub and... (laughs) I meant to tell
2: you that your husband got me pregnant that time we were in a hot tub. (laughs) I knew it!
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, Glee, like, took me through my... from my senior year of high school through graduating college. Like, this is my first year out of college. So that's, like, important Important
2: time, yeah. Years,
1: but, like, I don't think it's had, like, a huge personal effect on me the way it has on lots of people I just am like I like it kind of still (laughs) the
2: the only impact that you know Glee really had on me was that it brought me back it brought me into like this like a fandom experience that I hadn't had before yeah Um, I'd I'd been a big fan of things before but not to the level of this so Um. so
3: guys we've watched five sectionals performances over the years what sectional was uh, your
2: favorite and least favorite the, the one that Rachel wasn't in when they did the the Jacksons, they did the you know Jackson Five, they did Janet Jackson, they did Michael Jackson. That was my favorite you, one. Three.
0: I can't identify three. them. I'm so bad at that. Um, <laughs> Those kind of blend together for me. No,
1: that season, was my favorite. Season one sectionals was probably my favorite because of "Don't Rain on My Parade." Ooh,
0: there it is. That's what I, I, I mean, want.
1: How can your least favorite not be Gangnam Style? Oh, that was what
3: I was gonna say. Yeah, I how was, was like, your you know what?
0: favorite okay, not but- being Gangnam Style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, this is one of those questions. Like, what's your second least favorite? Because, like, the least favorite <laughs> is so obvious. But Marley fainted. Come on.
3: There's someone out there who was really excited about Whistle, and that's their favorite sectionals, okay? Well, like, okay, wait, wait, wait. What was the
2: greatest sectionals performance
3: over, of our decade?
2: Overall, the best sectionals performance was the first season, because that's the one where they were vocal adrenaline in Bohemian Rhapsody, right? No, that's oh. regionals. That's regionals. regionals. Yeah, you're right. Never mind, then. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, because that was, really, I'm only judging it by my favorite New Directions performance. My favorite yeah. and
1: Which is I guess I'd probably say season two would be my second least favorite then. I liked Hey Soul Sister, but like well Valerie's so good though. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Well that's hard for me because I do love going oh. around on my parade, but I do love Santana singing Valerie.
1: I would I like there were more people singing in that one. But like Quinn and Sam's duet was so boring.
2: Well, it's just because they don't have big powerful voices. And in they fun. are the widest kids you know. They are the whitest kids you know.
0: I was like, the the they're
2: the most Aryan kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not related to this episode, but relevant. Um, I reblogged a post today about that was um, the from a, ma- a picture from a magazine where they were getting on Naya Rivera for looking too tan. Oh my and god! I was like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: What does it's that like, mean? She's black
2: and Latino. What color is she supposed to be? She doesn't yeah. have a choice. She's tan. Like, she's dark skinned. That's her color, and she's beautiful. <laughs> and no. And it then was... somebody commented also, it's like that time that Rashida Jones got asked on the red carpet, like, she just got back from vacation. And I'm like, um, Quincy Jones
1: is her dad, like. Yeah. she was, and, and she was like, I can't remember what she said, but I think she was basically like, no, I'm, I'm I ethnic. think she said, she said ethnic. I'm ethnic.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. ethnic. I mean, granted, Quincy Jones is a light-skinned black man, but still. Still. <laughs> like, really? Yeah.
1: Now that's reminding me when fandom didn't realize that the guy they cast is Rachel's dad who isn't Jeff Goldblum with black. Oh, Brian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so embarrassing.
0: Yeah. I enjoy going back to the beginning and looking at the picture in her locker of her dad and how it's so not who they cast as her dad. Well, I, mean,
3: they, I think- knew. they didn't
1: know
3: Jeff Goldblum was going to be on the show.
0: I didn't I know mean, they could afford Jeff Justin
1: Goldblum. Was the perfect. That was like they they cast them perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I'm still upset that they broke up. <laughs>
2: oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> That's the great tragedy of Glee is that the Misters
3: Barry are no longer together.
0: The Misters Barry.
3: What I wonder to this episode, guys, was oh this Sue secretly a hero? Did anyone even buy that?
1: No, I and that's, no. that was the most I've liked Will in ages is because Will was just like laughing about what bullshit it was. I was like, Yes, we'll go.
2: But were we meant to like believe that she really picked those songs? Like I it was just weird because it was so typical Sue. And again, why are we talking about Sue Sylvester in the last half of the last season? Like who friggin' cares? I mean I I, get I mean it. I know I know people love Jane Lynch. Like that I get. I know the cast loves her and she has done a tremendous job with it. With that character, like in someone else's hands, that character wouldn't even have been remotely funny. But at this point, like, is she the focal point of Glee? Because I don't feel like she is.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I think that I get wanting to like give Jane Lynch an appropriate tribute, but also like there's a point but and she you the whole it. season, yeah. And yeah, they do not want a tribute
0: longer. to how nice Jane Lynch's character was because she wasn't. I want her to be like even more evil. I want like Sue times twenty not like them trying to make her like a martyr
2: and honestly i think i think jane lynch would have been really okay with sue sylvester going down in flames like for real complete, like, not like breakdown loss of everything like gets beautiful. thrown in prison like they f- suddenly uncovered that she, all that she's like beating up children and like and so her and her secretary are now cellmates like that would have been hilarious
1: or for them to just like let it be like not the like kind of calling out of the crazy but still letting it exist that's what kind of bothers me i'm like let it be full throttle and let it just be a thing that everyone accepts or completely destroy her for it don't halfway go there
2: right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah don't call her out on it and then like not do anything with it you know like The whole thing with Geraldo would have been awesome if they had really made it be, like, the fall, of the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester. There was no fall. Mm -hmm.
1: There was no fall. Yeah. But, But, like, just, like, the retreads of, like, I mean, I know Glee retreads things all the time, but, like, the Sue Will stuff, it's too much now. Like, that last scene was so unnecessary. Nobody needed to see that. That was so unnecessary. Mm I
3: don't
1: remember the last scene, now. That was the will oh, I, I just meant like the Will Sue scene. I don't know what the last scene oh, was. Yeah. Probably Jesse and Rachel, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh no, it was the trophies. Oh it was the trophies. That was kind of sweet. But also, why weren't the trophies in there already? Like yeah, I, know. I didn't get that. I was like, why would you need to ask about this? Like where, where else would your gigantic
2: national trophy
1: be? I was like, at schools where the athletic teams are good, they don't like throw away the trophy from 2006, in 2014, when everyone has graduated, like, that's not how they work.
2: Yeah, why would you have a half-empty trophy case and have trophies sitting on the shelf? That made no sense.
1: It was so, it was like a really desperate attempt to create an emotional moment Mm
2: -hmm. that, like,
1: kind of worked until you actually think about it, and then you're like, this is really stupid.
2: And the flashbacks did feel kind of cheap, even though I did kind of tear up. only because it's ending like you know like in a normal episode if this were the middle of a random season and it wasn't ending next week like i think that i would have been like oh what a cheap shot but other but i was sitting here going
3: you can't end i love this fucking
2: show so much
1: yeah that was me it 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 got got me and then i was like wait why did they even have to give the trophies (laughs) right
0: (laughs) um as someone who came in late to this conversation did we talk about rachel's decision at the end of the episode
2: Yes, a little bit. We didn't really talk much about her deciding to go back to Niata. We talked about that we thought it was dumb that it was a choice in the first place.
1: I did like her saying it was her choice. I just think she made the wrong one.
2: Listen, what Kurt said to her was perfectly right. Like, he says, listen, you know how I feel about it. We're not having this argument again. But, you know, whatever you decide, you're going to do great, so don't worry about it. And I like that he gave her the freedom to kind of...
1: I did dislike that yeah. he's still pushing the school thing, because I don't get the well, school thing. But right, like right that's whatever. But he
2: did give he did kind of say to her like as your friend I'm just telling you that whatever you decide I'm behind you. That was cool. Like yeah. Kurt's not always the nicest. He like tends to be like an all
1: or nothing kind of And he uh, could be friend. kind of patronizing and I think right. it wasn't as patronizing as he has been so before. I think he was really patronizing that first argument that they had, but this right. time I disagreed with him, but I, like, didn't mind disagreeing with him.
3: The first time... You felt like you came from a good place this time.
2: Right. The first the... time it struck me, like, well, I'm still in school, so you have to stay here with me and be miserable rather than going off and being on Broadway because I can't be there. That's kind of what it felt like the first time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The way that Kurt talked about it was, like, hey, we're young, so that means that we're going to go to college, and this is our time to go to college, and you can never go to college after we are young. And, like, the way he talked about it was so, like... Like you said, like so, like all or nothing. I was like, Mm -hmm. you can go; she can go to school and learn, like, and get her degree later. She has like an opportunity right now that like tons of people don't have. Right. So that's what bothers me the most. That
2: that was that was me too. Because like, here's the thing: if she ends up needing a degree for something, like she her career, she breaks a leg literally and like can't perform anymore or something, and she needs a degree. Like that's when you go back, and you're not going to get a degree in theater because you have that experience. You can teach places without a college degree in something if you have the experience in them and as long as you have a college degree you know you can pass certification at like the public school level you can pass certifications for that at the college level a lot of places will let you teach if you've got years of experience in the field like yeah. the college I teach at would take her in a minute to teach theater classes they you know they'd probably want her to have a degree of some kind but the fact that she had experience you know, would let, the, so it's like, what is she, it depends on what she's wanting to
1: do later, what degree she would want. There's no yeah. reason for her to have a degree. In, anyway, I'm not going there again. I already said that. But <laughs> I just, I feel like they were trying to say something about education and they seriously missed the mark about it because obviously I'm not like against education, but like I just think that they've done a continuously bad job of like higher level education,
2: ex- like h- what it does for you. You know who could have benefited from that conversation with Kurt? Would have been Blaine.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: have that conversation with him about, are you going to go back to school? Well, I decided I don't want to be a performer. Well, you should probably go back to school
1: then. There's a conversation to have. But that would mean that Blaine is a person who has things that he wants other than being married to Kurt. And
0: that's Yeah, not... that would mean that he's more than just Kurt's husband, and we can't have that. I'm
1: not, I mean, not that Kurt is anything this season other than Blaine's husband and Rachel's friend, but like... Now, when did yeah. they
2: stop having dreams of their own? Like, it's great. I love that they're... When they
0: graduated.
2: Yeah, when they got married. Now, I, love that, I yeah. loved that they were, that they were. you know, they got married and that's their happy ending of sorts. But, like, can't they have other things, too? Like, it's also like what you say, Ryan, about Rachel. Like, why is it the only happiness she can have be Broadway? Like, let her have it all? Because there are women that yeah. do that.
1: Me. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, so, yeah. like... They've clearly got, decided that, like, all right, everyone's getting a happy ending and everyone gets one happy ending. And except for Tina, because she's
2: not getting an ending.
0: <laughs> where is yeah. she right now? She had Brown. She got back to Brown.
3: Probably. Uh, she's where Quinn is. No, Quinn's or, at Yale. <laughs> oh, they're yachting together, okay?
2: Also, <laughs> we, we had a, a little bit of a timeline sort out for the us in this one because the trophy that they won said 2014 on it
1: oh well we knew that already i i feel like i knew that it was this like the school year that would be ending in may it was the fall of that one i, I just lost
2: that. it somewhere between that they drug out the you know like blaine and britney senior year like
1: <laughs> yeah so I season mean, and a half. to be fair and i'm sure we've said this before bladen had no time to fail out of college right um, and I don't know when Rachel's pilot aired. I guess it was a, a spring pilot, just like see. That's Glee. what got me is that, that that
2: that made no time for whatever
1: either of these things to happen. Un- unless
2: they air- yeah, unless they did like with Glee, like they aired the pilot to see if there was any response to it, and then we're gonna film more if it was successful. Because that's what they did so, with Glee.
1: Actually, you know what? That actually does almost make sense.
2: Yeah, but but, but anyway, yeah. like I said, the timeline. It was like what time? What time of year do they think it is? So apparently, they think it's sometime in.
1: And the clothes are never
2: any help because no, no they dress I'm, in they dress in summer clothes in winter in Ohio, idiots. But they also don't
1: because, like, at some point, I'm like, I really want to see these people in actual summer clothes. Like, when yes. it's ninety degrees, Blaine's not wearing that bow tie. Like, there's no way, not the way Darren sweats.
3: <laughs> <sighs>
2: um,
1: so, Ryan,
2: you said you had a rapid fire for us.
3: <laughs> yes, it is. We are one week away from the series finale. So everyone, I'd like you to share one thing you're going to really miss about Lee and one thing that you're ready to say goodbye to. Um,
2: I'm really going to miss, like, all the music. um, Because as much as we would complain about they didn't do the arrangement or whoever sang it, we didn't like it. The anticipation of that, the, like, seeing how they were going to do the performance and who was going to sing it, like, I liked that. I will not miss having to, like, having these debates over, like, why someone someone should get solos and someone shouldn't, and I will not miss Will Schuster.
1: <laughs> hmm. um, well, I'm going to miss Blaine and Rachel because song-wise, I don't think, think Darren's probably going to keep giving us stuff, um, but I'm going to miss Blaine and Rachel a lot, and I'm not going to miss... Um, I'm not going to miss people trying to like convince themselves that they should like parts of Glee like, I just sometimes wish people would accept that, like, you can like Glee and think that something was really badly done.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. I'm going to miss that all things said and done, they've always been able to craft characters I feel really strongly about one way or another.
1: Yes. Either,
3: either I really like them or I really dislike them, characters that were in one episode that I grew to really love, even though they were only in, like, ten minutes. I'm gonna miss the ability, the show's ability to do that. I'm not gonna miss when they randomly decide to do PSA moments. Yeah.
2: You know what else we're not gonna miss, Ryan? The random anons telling us how we were. We should have talked more about Kurt. <laughs> and I, and it's, in a nice way. In a nice way.
0: Um, I There's think I'm gonna miss. Bad. I'm gonna miss what? Well, I kind of liked the PSA ones when they were done well. Like, um, yes, I like the domestic abuse storyline was actually done very well to me. Uh, I always go back to when Unique uh, saying if I were a boy, like those, those moments, those are the moments I'm going to miss. Cause those are the moments that actually made me feel something in this show that was just so ridiculous. And I don't think I'm going to miss like that, like continuity, like the timeline being all messed up their senior year lasting like 20 seasons,
1: I'm going to throw in another thing that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss, like, the those those moments when they just, like, the songs were just, like, so emotionally devastating.
0: Yeah.
1: They perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to miss those moments of, like, holy shit. This is, like, you couldn't do this on a non-musical show. Like, you couldn't do this without a song.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh and God, I already yeah. miss Unique, so.
1: Oh. Another thing I like I'm that she
0: showed up for three seconds. What's <laughs> up?
1: So. And was amazing and oh. sang beautifully.
0: Oh, God, she killed it.
3: I'm going to miss how they could, even when it's an episode I don't like and it ends up having group numbers that I get super attached to. Like, it's like going into what Sam said about how, like, that's something you'd only get in a musical where you're like, I'm feeling kind of eh about this episode. And then they'll do, like, one group number where you're like, okay, yeah, I really liked that
0: a lot. I'm going to miss the uh, shirt and jean numbers that literally. No matter how glitzy your regional costumes were, those are the ones that actually, like, were good.
1: Yeah. I'm going to miss oh. their, like, matching sh- matching color shirts that are all their own style. Yeah. Those
2: are always so cute. I miss those already because they just all wore plain green t-shirts for their <sighs> jeans.
0: You mean the, the world's issues. ugliest shade of green t-shirts?
2: Yeah, it was hideous. I... I'm sorry, I saw red. <laughs> <laughs> it was blue and white. No, blue and gold? No, I don't even know anymore. Well, uh, that's all we have time for tonight. Uh, I want to thank our guests, Sam and Dakota. Join us next week when we recap the series finale two-parter. I know, don't cry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan and I are going to be flying solo for that one, since it's our last hurrah for the recaps. Um, So be sure to tune in. Um, We'll also have probably an announcement about the future of the podcast, because we are going to keep doing some podcasts, at least for a little while. Um, but we'll probably cut back to a more, you know, doable schedule than every week. But as always, if you have questions or comments for us, you can hit up our Ask on Tumblr or just send us an email at Lima Heights Adjacent Podcast at gmail.com. That's how we
0: do it, in Lima Heights. Let's get you
1: to the nurse.
0: <laughs> <laughs>